horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thanks for joining us for another show on Winning Ponies. Hope to bring you a slew of winners. Hope you had a slew of winners last week. We gave a few out on the show. Uh, we uh, looked at some good races, and we'll, we will recap the uh, top races I handicapped with uh, Steve Anderson from the Daily Racing Forum. Of course, uh, the Battle of the Undefeated, the Wood Memorial, the Santa Anita Derby, the Central Back Ashland, and the Santa Anita Oaks. Four races that will have impacts on both the Kentucky Derby and Oaks. We've got three guests on the show tonight. Our first guest is Darren Rogers, who's the head of media communications for Churchill Downs. We're going to talk to Darren about what goes into putting together this upcoming Derby week as horses are filtering onto the grounds, uh, who's hot, who's not. And uh, actually, I'd have to say, the success of the uh, Kentucky Derby point system. I think uh, most uh, uh, people who are critical of that being put into place rather than graded earnings are taking a second look at it and saying, you know, maybe that was a pretty good idea. Not to say it can't be tweaked a little bit, but uh, nonetheless, uh, the majority are saying that uh, the the Kentucky Derby point system has really uh, pressed the hand of some trainers. You can't really sit back comfortably and assume that you're going to be in the race at this point. And uh, it's really putting together some great races. And we're going to look at two of those uh, this week with none other than odds maker and uh, analyst. You see him on television all the time, Mike Battaglia. Uh, we're going to look at the Toyota Bluegrass. That's his home court, of course, down there at Keeneland right now. But then uh, also, uh, after looking at uh, the, the Jenny Wiley with Mike, we're going to take a little bit of break, and we're going to bring back uh, from the Daily Racing Forum, John McDoolin. So we're going to have two different handicappers on the show uh, to look at the Bluegrass and the Arkansas Derby and racing in general. Well, just when you think you're sitting on top of the world, fine jockey Johnny Velasquez suffered a rib fracture in a spill at Aqueduct. Uh, also, it looked like he uh, chipped a bone in his right wrist. So he's a rib and a wrist, and it looks like, you know, obviously not career-ending injuries, but it looks like he's going to have to take several weeks off. The fracture is non-displaced, so it'll heal itself. So basically, he's going to take three weeks off, and he's going to start riding Derby Week because I spoke with former Jack and a guild rep, Jeff Johnston, the other day, and he said, you know, you definitely have to get riding fit. You know, you can't just show up on Derby Day and say, hey, I'm feeling good, I'm okay, let's go. You really have to get your body and those muscles around the injury, test them out a little bit. So uh, Johnny V has three weeks, and I don't know how many weeks he's got to make the decision as to whether or not he's going to ride Verrazano or Orb. Uh, certainly a great position to be in, uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of other jockeys and jockey agents uh <laughs> all over the country uh, who uh, are waiting to see which way Johnny V is going to go. Also talking about uh, jockeys and, and their their comebacks, uh, it looks like uh, Ramon Dominguez uh, is pretty much saying that uh, 
his brain injury is, is worse uh, than he had thought. Uh, he says he's continuing uh, to do his therapy. Uh, after seeing the doctors, he realized the injury was a lot more severe than he first thought. Uh, and that's what he stated uh, Saturday at Aqueduct. He was obviously being honored that day as Naira's leading rider for 2012. Uh, he's happy for his progress, but he's not going to do anything that's going to push it along. And let's face it, with uh, with winning as many titles as he has in, in New York over the past several years, uh, he's not going to have to worry about uh, money in the bank. So we, we wish a... Very speedy recovery to Johnny V, and we wish a successful recovery to Ramon Dominguez. Uh, kudos to Jerry Hollendorfer. He edged past King Leatherberry to take over sole possession of the fourth place as all-time leading trainer. Uh, Hollendorfer, just a solid guy, He's worked with horses at all kinds of levels and has just moved himself uh, way up. Uh, he trails, of course, everybody trails Dale Baird. Uh, who's won 9,445 races. He's also behind Steve Asmussen with 6,442. And it looks like he's going to be closing in on uh, Jack Van Berg. Van Berg has 6,417, and uh, Hollendorfer at 6,375, a class act, Jerry Hollendorfer. Well, uh, over the past couple weeks, and you know this is why so many people play the field in the Kentucky Derby future, it looks like Flashback, who was a pretty flashy second in the Santa Anita Derby, will be off the Kentucky Derby trail. He does have a knee chip uh, trained by Bob Baffert. Uh, he's going to be sent to have surgery in Kentucky with the famed Dr. Uh, Larry Bromledge. Uh, he was uh, left for Kentucky yesterday and going to have surgery as soon as they can. Flashback only raced four times. He had two wins in two seconds, uh, but he really looked like an improving horse. Of course, this puts him in the same category as the other high-profile runners that have come off the dirty trail. Uh, here are the Ghost, the San Felipe winner, as well as Violence, and I've Struck a Nerve. Well, not on the Derby Trail, but a horse that was really growing in the handicap division, Graydar, is uh, going to be on the sidelines for a while. He's going to have a chip taken out of an ankle. Uh, he already had the chip removed, and he's uh, been back at Windstar Farm where he's going to recuperate. And uh, they feel that uh, as small as the chip was and where it was, that uh, Gradar will be coming back. Uh, Todd Pletcher says his ultimate goal is going to be uh, pointing for the Breeders' Cup Classic, and he just feels that uh, he's at a place where he can improve. Speaking of improving, how about horses going through the sales ring? Double-digit gains at the Keeneland April sale, and man, were the horses flying! They were they were running uh, just amazing times, and uh, there was one an unbridled song filly that ran so quick that she brought seven hundred thousand uh, dollars. The ticket signed by Irish agent John McCormick on behalf of some undisclosed clients. So uh, it, it's good to see that uh, the. Uh, the numbers are coming back. Keeneland sold 59 horses during the session for 11640000 They were up 19% over last year. Pretty impressive. Uh, another one that went for a pretty good price uh, was purchased by Todd Pletcher on behalf of uh, Micropoli. They paid a half a million dollar for Colt 
by Bernardini of the stakes-winning Thunder Gulch Mayor Jamar Rain, a half-brother to the greatest stakes place Imperial Council and stakes place Mind Save. So uh, money coming in and being spent on the horses and ultimate goal for many, the Breeders' Cup. And right now the win in the end program has been increased. Uh, right now there are 67 win-and-you're-in programs uh, all over the world. The races will be held, of course, here in the U.S., Canada, Argentina, Australia, England, France, Germany, Ireland, Japan, and South Africa. So winning your in was at 67, and now, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, was it was at 45, and will be going to 67. So those horses getting guaranteed berth in the uh, in the Derby field. Uh, the nine new races in the series this year include uh, the Triple Bend at Hollywood Park, Bing Crosby and Pat O'Brien at Del Mar, and down at Churchill, the Pocahontas and the Iroquois. So uh, taking a look at uh, the point system that we'll be talking to Darren Rogers about right now, uh, leading the field is uh, Orb, second Verrazano, third Golden Sense, then you've got Revolutionary, Lines of Battle coming over from Dubai, uh, Vicek, We'll take charge, and it's my lucky day. Governor Charlie and Black Onyx are the top ten. Well, uh, it'd be good to be in Bill Mott's shoes because I got a feeling he's going to be around on Oaks Day. Which one of his fillies he'll be with, we're not sure. Uh, at Aqueduct, Close Hatches kept her undefeated rector intact with uh, a three and a quarter length victory in the Gazelle, and down at Keeneland, Emollient who was running back only a week after losing the Gulfstream Park's Oaks by 30 links, went wire to wire in the Ashland. So uh, Bill Mott, still not sure if both Phillies are going to go. He says Emollion has the experience in the background, and the other one's a little lightly raced, but he feels like she could probably handle the distance. And, hey, it's good to be Rick Patino, huh? What a week he had. Gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, wins the national NCAA tournament with the Louisville Cardinals. His son lands the head job at Minnesota. And then Golden Sense, a horse that he owns part of, wins the Santa Anita Derby. And with that, let's go back and take a look at some of the, the top races from last week. And it was Golden Sense. Uh, you know, he, he just kind of put a uh, – we talked with Steve Anderson last week and really said that he beat himself up racing so fast with flashback in the San Felipe. It might be a race to throw out. Well, people didn't feel that way. Golden Sense off at 6-1. to one. <clears throat> Hard to believe for this Doug O'Neill trainee uh, that had won the Sham Stakes and uh, the Delta Jackpot, uh, paid $15, won by a mile and a quarter. If you watch jockey Kevin Krieger, you could see he kind of had the brakes on down the backstretch, put in a strong finish. So Golden Sense gets the job done. The even money favorite was flashback, but as we just reported, uh, he's going to be on the shelf for a while. Do hope he makes it back to the races. And in the third spot was a very speedy Super 99, the horse that won the Southwest by 11 and a quarter, put the speed in but paid for it at the end, did manage to end up running third. And then over at Aqueduct, again, we talked about the battle of the unbeatens, and it was Veronzano 
stamping himself as the one to beat right now in the Kentucky Derby. He was bet down to odds of four to five and was in control of this race pretty much the whole way with John Velasquez in the saddle. Was definitely challenged uh, through the lane by uh, Norman the Invasion and Vijack, but held on to win by three quarters of a length. Uh, Norman the Invasion sent off at four to one, was bumped at the break, put in a really nice rally, and just caught Three to one by Jack at the wire. These were the three horses uh, that Steve and I liked, and, and boxing these three that just seemed, you know, heads above the rest, brought back a twenty-five eighty try. I hope you had it. Okay, let's again talk about some of the girls that we're going to see uh, the day before the Derby in the Oaks, and we will start with the uh, Ashland uh, Stakes. A race I was down at, and a lot of people scratching their heads saying, Bill Mott's going to run this horse back with only six days rest? Well, Bill Mott is one heck of a horseman, and you don't have to worry about decisions he's making. And uh, Emollient went to the wire and went flag fall to that's all. And if you go back and look at the, the competition that this horse has been running against, I mean, she ran second to unlimited budget in, in the Demoiselle. You've just got to throw out the Gulfstream Park Oaks, of course, a race dominated by Dreaming of Julia. But uh, the horse was absolutely awesome. Favorite spring in the air, just never fired, finished ninth. Second was the Irish bred Tuta Pasehi, if I'm saying that correct, and Kitten's Point ended up running third. So looks like there's a good chance we are going to see a Moliant in the Kentucky Oaks. We'll talk a little bit more with Darren Rogers when we bring him up in the next segment. And then uh, in the Santa Anita Oaks, another horse that will probably be there on Oaks Day, the Beholder Spendthrift Farm has been having an awful good uh, year, both with their stallions and with one that they own, Beholder. Just a strong hand ride. This is why Garrett Gomez uh, stayed in California last week. He's the only rider ever to ride Beholder. Uh, now from eight starts, she has five wins and two seconds. Was absolutely awesome as the one-to-five favorite. Second was Ayatapa, and third, the second choice, Fifty Shades of Hay. Well, that's a look at uh, the big races that we uh, handicapped last week. We gave out a few winners. And speaking of winners, we're going to talk to a guy that's uh, top of the press box down at Churchill Downs. He looks out his window and sees the twin spires every day. And he's got a big job ahead of him for the next three weeks. It's Darren Rogers. So let's take a little bit of break, and we'll be back. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me right now is, is Darren Rogers. He's been publicizing the sport of Kings for just about two decades. Uh, he joined on with Churchill Downs as Senior Director of Communications back in March of 2008. Uh, he came here by way of Lone Star Park and, and, and Hollywood Park. And uh, he's going to be a very busy man over the next three weeks. I can imagine the Monday after the Derby, he probably doesn't even wake up. Uh, he's in an envious position that a lot of us would love to have his job, but I don't think anybody's going to envy the pressure he's going to be under for the next three weeks. Darren, welcome to Winning Ponies. Well, I tell you what, you, you know you can relate to it. It is, it's an exhausting time, and I've, I've said to a number of colleagues, Adrenaline is an amazing drug. It keeps you going. You get so excited. It's, uh, you know, around here, uh, this entire team at Churchill Downs gets ready to host, you know, uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, 275,000 people over the two-day period. And we all live for it, and uh, so it's it's exhausting, uh, but we it, it's such a crowning achievement once those two days get here, and you and you have two of the most outstanding days of racing. So yes, John, great to be with you. Great to talk about uh, the Derby and Oaks. Hey, hey Darren, uh, give us a little bit of background and how you got into the racing game. Well, I used to go to the races as a as a kid in Southern California. I grew up in Laguna Hills, California, which is in Orange County. It was really the hub of the three Southern California racetracks. You were about a 50-minute drive to both, you know, Del Mar, Hollywood Park, and Santa Anita. And, uh, you know, uh, through uh, uh, actually Bob Bedecker, uh, his son and I, um, went to high school together, and uh, in the summer times, I began selling tip sheets for uh, Bedecker's Guide at the racetrack. And <laughs> I always wanted to go into radio, and um, uh, led to an internship at, at Churchill Downs he, w- when I was going to college out there. And uh, uh, next thing you know, I was offered a job to be a broadcast results stringer uh, for race results out, out at Hollywood Park in Santa Anita, and that was in the fall of uh, 1994. And um, 
you know, I, I worked my way up to the assistant PR director out there in California at the two tracks. Uh, got an opportunity to head out to, to Lone Star Park at Grand Prairie. Had no idea, the California boy had no idea where Grand Prairie, Texas was, but it was in the heart of Dallas-Fort Worth, and it was one of the best moves I ever made. It met my wife out there, and it was a, a great experience, and it, and it gave me the opportunity to, uh, you know, we were the little track that could as we uh, hosted the 2004 Breeders' Cup, um, and, and it, you know, it, it helped me land this position that I'm at today, and I uh, we've got a seven-year-old son now, and there's no better place to, to raise a child than in, than in Louisville, Kentucky. It's such a great town, and um, I still get chills at my, you know, on, on, uh, and the hair stands up on my forearms when I drive over that Central Avenue bridge uh, and see those twin spires. It, it's 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 truly a, a, a blessing to work beneath the twin spires and and help promote this great race. Yeah, that'd be like pulling your car into the Vatican if you were Catholic. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. I mean, it really is, and it doesn't. Uh, it, it never gets old. You know, you, you you talk to the racing fans out here, and they start. To, I love hearing the old stories. You know, stories of uh, you know some of the characters that have seen sixty plus derbies, and um, the people here on the backstretch. It's it's just it's it's a great environment, great town, obviously for horse racing, great state. Um, but uh, it, it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's just tremendous. Well, you've got to feel pretty good at picking up uh, the, the racing magazines, uh, the, the blogs, uh, you know, some of the top writers who maybe about six months ago were kind of scratching their heads saying, you know, who's Churchill Downs to incorporate this system? You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And now I'm reading every week more and more, uh, you know, and some very respected writers in the business are saying, you know what, there might be a tweak or two, but I think they got it right. Because what I'm seeing every week right, right now, Darren, is that these prep races, you're seeing guys fo- forced to show their hand. They can't sit back on their graded earnings, and it's mm-hmm. like, wow, i got to get in this race. I'd really not race against Verrazano, or I'd really not race against mm-hmm. you know some of these uh, top horses, but i got to get in there. If I plan on going to Louisville on, in Derby Week, both for the Oaks horses and the Derby horses, they've got to press the button. And uh, you, you've got full fields, you've got competitive fields. Uh, you've got to be feeling pretty good about the, the risk that you took putting in that system. Well, it was a risk. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, question if they, if they you know, here, let, let me go back a couple of years to to when this, you know, this started in the summer of, of 2011 with some, you know, internal conversations. And when you look at last year's, you know, triple crown run where you have, you know, more than 370,000 people on hand at the three triple crown racing events, you've got another 30 million watching on NBC Sports, and then all sources wagering totals on those three days was three hundred and sixty four million and by the way, that was a record um, so we clearly in the sport have a a captivated audience over that you know two to five week span um, of, of the triple crown and, and and we were asking ourselves, is there a way that we could you know number one uh, m- make it a more deserving horses in the derby field, make it a more competitive race, emphasizing recent form, uh, 
uh, as you said, rather than you know resting on the laurels or as as some trainers used to call it, scholarship money um, <laughs> earned during the two year old season. Uh, and, and and if there was a way that we could switch it and make it more fun to follow and, and, and captivate that, that audience that's there for the Triple Crown earlier in the process. And that's really the emphasis you know, behind the Kentucky Derby Championship Series, which is the 10-week run-up where the points increase in value. And that 10-week series, I must say um, – Right now, you know, there's there's a little bit of an illusion going on. People think that there are more horses in the starting gate for these races than there were before. Really, John, that's not the case. In fact, we're down one horse from a year ago um, when you look at the numbers. But wagering on each one of those championship races is up 15%. 15%. So we've achieved one of those goals to – to make it and, and captivate the audience uh, a little earlier in the process, um, and 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 at the same time with this path, I mean, it was you know it's a bold and progressive move, but you know we we took recent tradition and the relevant paths that were taken to the you know to the Derby by previous winners and prominent starters that was respected when we identified the races to include, but it's not supposed to be easy to get into the. Kentucky Derby. I mean, right. it's a championship event, and um, you know, we we had to make some tough decisions along the way. Some 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 races were not given the point values that some tracks or uh, uh, you know organizations might might you know like or they prefer. Um, and we also didn't include some races, but uh, we think that has made the series better. And uh, I think the fans are voting with, you know, ultimately the fans will always vote with their wallets. And, um, you know, an increase in, in 15% in wagering on those races, that's good for the game. Well, Darren, I didn't know that figure, and that that is absolutely awesome. It really is, and it, it, it says a lot. Well, listen, I've, I've got a couple minutes left. You know, the one thing I always told people, because people come, come up to me, they know I'm in racing, and they're like, you know, John, I think about going to the Kentucky Derby. And what I tell them is, is, you know what's different about the Derby? I said, there's only so many tickets to the Super Bowl. There's mm-hmm. only so many tickets to the World Series. But this is one premier sporting event that you can always get into. Well, not only can you not just get into it and walk around and maybe, you know, find a, a patch to sit on, but are you telling me there's, a, there's still some tickets available? Yeah, we created a new, you know, two-day package. I mean, it's not for everybody. That's a great thing about the Derby, by the way. We have an experience for just about everybody. Uh, the general admission on Derby Day is is fifty dollars at the gate. You can get that now for forty dollars online at KentuckyDerby.com/tickets. Just go there and you can see what's available. KentuckyDerby.com/tickets. On Oaks Day, it's thirty dollars at the gate on the day of. You can get it for twenty-five dollars now. Um, but we do have. Uh, some some seating uh, packages in in section 110 that is actually on the first turn. It's that beautiful iconic shot. It's perfect position for the walkover as the horses come over before the race. Uh, there's a jumbotron right in front of you, and the entire time you're looking almost straight down at the home stretch. So it's like a head-on shot. 
but you've got the iconic twin spires with the full grandstand. It's really beautiful, and the, 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 they've got two-day packages over there for, uh, and, and they include a reserve seat and food and drink wow. uh, for seven hundred ninety-nine dollars. Now that's not for everybody. That's a two-day package. If you don't care about being, you know, undercover, uh, you can get some tickets for both days, six hundred ninety-eight dollars per person. Um, but those are those are expensive seats. Uh, but uh, those are seats nonetheless that are available. There's tons of tickets out there on the secondary market. We advise, uh, you know, that they're, 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 you know, as many as four to five times as their face value. But um, you know, that's a good way to come taking in the Derby. And the other thing is to go back to that website, KentuckyDerby.com/tickets. Every year between Oaks Day and Halloween, easy to remember, Oaks Day and Halloween. Give them your email address and register, and then when tickets go on sale to the public in November, you're usually sent a link to show you how you can try and get a part of the uh, tickets when they go on sale. Well, that's great. Well, thanks so much, uh, Darren Rogers uh, from Churchill Downs. I know you're going to be a very busy man in the next three weeks. I look forward to maybe just waving at you as you go by. Uh, <laughs> that's the Derby it, buddy. It's, it's the old <laughs> I, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much for being our winning party. see these old friends that come into town, you know, once a year. I've got no time to visit because I'm running around <laughs> like a chicken with my head cut off. It's like your wedding, exactly. That's well, exactly right. Awful lot. Right, We've been talking Good to uh, Darren Rogers from Churchill Downs. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with the man with a plan. He's the odds maker. He's going to break down the bluegrass for us. Mike Pataglia, you're listening to Winning Ponies. flagship station for sports voice america sports and they're off what can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of the easy win form the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds quarters and arabian horses at most american and canadian tracks whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Every Wednesday, you'll want to talk sports with touchdown Tony Collins and his co-host Bill Mattis. Tony's broken records and has been to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what's happening in sports every week with news, action, and notable guests from all aspects of the sports world. We'll also involve you by discussing questions and topics of interest sent in via email from listeners all over the world. Become what you believe. Tune into Sports Talk with Touchdown Tony Collins, Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. 
Now, after winning ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me is a gentleman that's an icon in American thoroughbred racing, Mike Battaglia. You've known him as an analyst, a race caller, a television broadcaster. Uh, one thing I found out that he started making the morning line at Churchill Downs the year I went to my first Kentucky Derby in 1974. So, Mike, you must have been making the odds when you were about 16 years old back then. <laughs> 24 years old, uh, actually, when I started in 74 in the fall, and then I made my made the odds for my first derby in 75 for Foolish Pleasure. So, yeah, it's been a long time. Well, thanks a lot. I know, I know you're, you're, you're busy with the broadcast team that, that's coming up. Uh, I talked about how busy uh, Darren's going to be over the next uh, uh, three weeks. How busy are you going to be for the next month and a half? Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Darren, Darren, he's got his hands full. I'm sorry, they were hollering at me to to get out of their way in the restaurant, John. I couldn't, I couldn't really hear you. That I'm happens sorry. to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, they were. Evidently, I was uh, uh, making too much noise for him there. So, <laughs> well, that's that's your job to talk into a microphone. It's, it's their that's fault. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, Mike, you know, not, not only are you a broadcaster and analyst, uh, but you, you are the, the, the lines maker. We were just talking to Darren about uh, how the point system, while it, it may have to be tweaked, and some people are thinking, you know, politically a race or two was was left out of it, that what, what it's really done is kind of forced a lot of these trainers to to run horses to get the points, and, and I think your morning line odds on the uh, bluegrass are, are, are testimony to that. I mean, uh, it, it had to be tough when, uh, you know, you can, yeah. uh, the, the, the favorite's probably going to be four to one. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, but I think the point system is great. I really do because, I, and I'm not going to mention any names, but in years past, we've had bluegrasses where I've talked to trainers and they said, well, I don't really care if I win the bluegrass or whatever. I just want to move forward because they're already in the derby. I just want to move forward. Well, now, you know, you've got to get the points. You can't win a couple of races as a two-year-old and be in this race. You have to get the points. And there's not one horse in this bluegrass that doesn't need points. This is going to be a truly run race. It's not going to be somebody saying, well, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really care about winning this race. This is, this is, this is a major race. And it should be taken seriously, you know, 750,000. I don't want guys in here saying, well, you know, this is just a, it's just a prep for the Derby. I want people in there trying to win it. Darren alluded to a quote that he said he had heard one trainer say a couple of years ago saying, well, I already got my scholarship money to the Derby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, 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 I love the point system. I think it makes the, 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 these races much more important like they should be. Um, uh, they, they really do. You know, they've got they've got the emphasis right where it belongs, and that's on three-year-old form. And races that happen before February, they, they don't mean anything. They they really don't. When you're looking at the Derby, you think about it. You're looking you're looking at races and that that happen late February, March, and April. Okay, you're not looking at what they did in December. You're not looking at what they did in November last year. Absolutely. But what you what you've got here is you've got some horses that that have been pretty darn consistent, and um, sure. you, you made you made uncaptured the, the slight seven to two favorite, and certainly you can't knock a horse that's won six of its eight career starts. But the one thing that that that, that always sways me a little bit at Keeneland Mike, and I'll bet it does in your handicapping, 
is horses that have already won over the strip. And, and that makes for some uh, interesting dynamics as far as handicapping this race. Oh, it, it definitely does. In fact, Uncaptured is, is, is one of those horses where if the old system was in place, he would be in the Derby already, right? Because right, absolutely. He won, yeah, he won the Kentucky Jockey Club. He, he's won $600,000. That puts him in the race. Well, that's not the case right now. Mark, Mark Cass, he's only got 30 points. I guess he could get in if he ran third, probably. But there, you know, you you got to you got to really be all out and try to win the bluegrass. And uh, I don't think the horse was 100 percent for the spiral. I think he's going to move forward. We know that he likes the poly track. He's kind of a proven commodity in here to me, and that's why I made him the slight favorite. The other horses maybe a little less proven. Um, uh, Ride a Luke, who is, I'll tell you what. Everybody I've talked to, clockers and trainers that have seen this horse in the morning, they love this horse. They love Ride a Loop. And I've seen him in the paddock, and I haven't seen him train, but I've seen him in the paddock. He looks great. Talked to Gary Contessa. He told me this horse is really doing great. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse went off favorite of all the, all the good things that I've heard about him. And he won ridden out last time out. Uh, I've talked to people that just really like this horse. He, he He's a definite shot. Then you take a then you uh, look at a horse like Jabba's War. Yeah. And look at his race in the Tampa Bay Derby last time. Now, he was flying at the end. You got yeah, he absolutely ride. was. And, yeah, hey, picking up Julian Le Peru at Keeneland's not exactly a negative. Right, exactly. And uh, this is another horse that needs the points. they got to be firing with this horse. Again, 222000 would have probably gotten him in the Derby if uh, if you if you take his two-year-old form. But, not now. He's got. He has to earn the points. I think he has to be first or second to get in the Derby. They're going to be really firing with him, and he's going to have to run his best race. So I, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really good race. It really is, and I'll tell you what, for people listening to this show that, that that are the betting folks and handicappers, this is going to be a great race to, to make some money. I think the sleeper in the field, I don't know if he's going to win it, but I think you could make some money in exactas or uh, trifectas, is, is balance the books. Have you heard anything about the race in the spiral that leaves you scratching your head? Because before that race, this horse looked like a real threat, and the horse won the, the bourbon stakes uh, down at Keeneland. I know that was on the turf, but you know how that transfers to the poly well i loved him in the spiral i really thought he run well uh i saw no excuse at all and chad brown and i know this you know it can always change i think he is now over the last couple of years over 14 on synthetics he has uh, as a matter of fact i know he is he's had 14 starters in the last like year and a half he has not won one race on the synthetic surface why that is i can't tell you he had a good work here i was Kind of surprised that they ran him back. Uh, they they were going to run Noble Tune in here, and I uh, thought he would have had a better chance. But I don't know what happened. I can't give the horse an excuse. Of course, Leperu takes off of him to ride Jabba's War, but the, you're picking up Javier Castellano, who's one of the best jocks in the country to me. And uh, would it surprise me? It would surprise me a little to see him run the way he ran so poorly. But the the, the synthetic and turf way, it's the same poly track. But it's not the same. It's different here at Kingland. Well, I, again, you know, there's there's some horses that are fleet of foot in there, and this is a horse that likes to come flying from out of it. I'm just right. thinking he'd be a nice price horse to put underneath on, on some of your exotics. But uh, my hat's off uh, to Blackie Huffman and all the guys that put together just a, a really great race uh, for Saturday. Hey, uh, Mike, what's, how's the, the, the weather looking down there? 
it's been it was kind of terrible today. It's been raining here. I'm still in Lexington uh, tonight, and it's uh, really had some strong storms. I think it's supposed to be clearing up by Saturday, though. Well, uh, yeah, I, what I heard was it might be a little chilly, but it looked like the sun's going to be shining, so I think everybody's going to be yeah, fine. Uh, well, yeah, you've got, you got a slew of grade ones down there, and I, I, obviously uh, the uh, Toyota Bluegrass is the linchpin, but you, you've got a race that doesn't have a full field but has an extremely interesting competitive field that I'd love for you to give us your insight into, and that's the 25th running of the Jenny Wiley. They'll be going a mile and a 16th uh, for fillies and mares. you got a lot of horses that raced against each other, and then you've got uh, Daisy Devine hanging out there. Yeah, this is, this is a good race. Center court is probably going to be the favorite. Uh, Rusty Arnold trains a... Uh, Rusty Arnold's got a, a streak going here at Keeneland where he's won a race here every year since 1986. He already got his win this meet, so he's, his streak is intact. He trained center court. I was really impressed with her four-year-old debut at uh, Gulfstream last time out. She's 0 for 2 at Keeneland, but she was second in the Queen Elizabeth, and she was second in a maiden race where she had some trouble. So uh, she definitely likes the track. She's going to be coming from off the pace. Tough race, though. Uh, Todd Pletcher's got a horse in there called Old Tune, who's two for two since coming to this country from Brazil. Uh, Better Lucky, Tommy Albertrani's horse, got beat a neck by center court last year and uh, a half length in the, in the QE2. And she's coming off a really huge win in a grade one matriarch. And then the horse you just mentioned, uh, Daisy Devine, she loves this track. She's, she's, she's won, uh, she won three in a row on the turf since losing by a head in the first lady. And then they ran her on the dirt last time out. The race was taken off the turf. They probably should have scratched her. She got beat at uh, two to five. But she's she loves this track, and uh, Andrew McKeever's done a great job with her. It's going to be a good race. I think, I think that center court is going to come from off the pace. I think she's going to beat these horses. I think, you're, I think she could be one of the top turf fillies in the country this year. Well, I won't argue with that, but I always remember going back, reading the old handicapping books, and a good handicapper by the name of Tom Ainsley said, you can measure every horse's distance with a yardstick, and Daisy Devine is five for five at a mile and a sixteenth. Yeah, you're right, she is, and she she loves this track, and she's going to be tough to catch. Uh, i got no knocks on Daisy Devine at all, not at all. Ten out of 18, she's won in her lifetime on the turf, seven out of nine. She's just she's a stickery from the start. Well, uh, Mike, listen, I I know you went out of your way tonight to to be with us. I've got about two minutes left. How about painting with a broad brush the the three year old division and, and who you think is rising to the top? And do you think Verrazano is vulnerable after the wood? Yeah, I I, I think he is. Although, I mean. All he does is win, you know. He's never been beaten. Velasquez has made the decision. He's going to ride him. Um, I'm not sure about Johnny coming back with the Wednesday of Derby Week and trying to ride, but he's he's one of the he's one of the great riders of all time. John Velasquez is. Oh yeah. And I've got so much respect for him, and I've got so much respect for Todd Pletcher. Uh, I know they'll have this horse ready as good as he could be. that they haven't beaten him yet, so I think he deserves to be the Derby favorite. I've I've really been impressed with Orb. Uh, I I just think he has the looks of a Derby horse, uh, the, the the pedigree, the, the 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 way that he can come from off the pace. Uh, Joe Rosario is going to pick up the mount on him now. He's going to ride Orb uh, the last. Oh, that's late breaking news. Thank you for that. 
Yeah, he's 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 gonna ride he's gonna ride him for Suge, and uh, you know Suge, you, you can't find a better trainer that's never won the Derby as Suge McGay. He got beat with the Easy Goer uh, when Sunday Silence beat him. But I'm, I'm I, I I really think this horse is gonna run a big race, and and in, in, in my heart I'm really rooting for Suge to get his first Derby win. Uh, I, I really think that Orb is probably the horse that, that can do it. Of course, you got Golden Sense, who just freaked last time out in the Santa Anita Derby. you got the Patino connection there, owning a small piece of the horse. And, and you've got Doug O'Neill looking for back-to-back derbies. That would be some kind of story. And there's so many other ones. Uh, it, you know, it, 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 We're going to have to see who trains well over the Churchill Down Strip. That means so much. Who, who comes into Churchill and who looks good? So uh, I haven't made my Derby pick yet. I'm very much leaning toward Orb, but uh, we have to see how they come in and train, John. Well, we've got some big races yet to come, and you'll be down there this weekend at Keeneland. The Toyota Bluegrass will be there. Mike Battaglia, thanks so much for taking time with us tonight on Winning Ponies. Thank you, John. All right, that was Mike Battaglia, one of the most respected handicappers in the world. Coming up next, we've got one of our guests from the Daily Racing Forum, a fine handicapper and writer himself, and one John McDoolin. We're going to take a look at some more of the big three-year-old races coming up. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Well, I'm walking to the room. Passing out hundred dollar bills and it kills and it thrills. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And with me, another John, John McDoolin, columnist with the Daily Racing Forum, a handicapper, and I would have to say a close personal friend, uh, a good man, a great family man. John, welcome to Winning Ponies. Thanks a lot, John. How's it going this week? Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of exciting. You know, we were, I just had uh, Darren Rogers and Mike Battaglia on, and, you know, in the beginning, I was... I have to admit, I was one of the doubters about this point system that Churchill Downs put in. I still think that you might be able to tweak it a little 
with, with a race or two, but we'll find out as the year progresses. But it's been really exciting seeing all of these guys that used to be able to sit on the sidelines because they had enough graded stakes earnings, but instead, heck, these derby preps, man, there's full fields all over the place. Yeah, I, I mean, you get to see the really good horses. Um, I don't know about you, but I usually when I start doing my derby prep, I, I try to watch every race, um, you know, every stakes race from last year when they were two-year-olds and then this year. And uh, you, you're right, there have been some competitive races, and, and just for the reason you said, that they, they need those points instead of just the earnings. Well, and the other thing is it's not only going to be interesting on the boys' side, but, I mean, last week I was down at Keeneland, and Emollient was absolutely awesome. And then uh, the Bourbonette, um the name of that horse eludes me, but she was a giant. Of course, John Velasquez was riding it. It was like a lesson or something like that. She was impressive. And then I don't know what the heck you do with Dream, Dreaming of Julia and Beholder. They're all going to be coming in from different places. The Oak's going to be every bit as competitive as the Derby. Yeah, it's. it's, it's a, I think it's going to be a good year for horse racing. Hopefully, uh, NBC's got the thing going, and, and uh, it's all going to be on television. And hopefully we'll pick up some fans. Well, uh, what uh, Darren Rogers told me, which I think is great news, that quite frankly I haven't read in the press, is that the uh, Kentucky Derby prep races so far are up 15% in handle. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's, you know, and that's, uh, I've been telling people that for a long time, not to, uh, just don't wait until, you know, a couple days before the Derby. you you got to prepare and, and, and try to watch all the prep races and, and get a feel for who you like and, it makes it a lot easier than uh, just cramming the last couple of days. Well, one race I didn't have a chance to talk to to Mike about um, is the the Arkansas Derby. This is another race that's going to have a lot of big points in there. There's only one horse that's not already nominated the Triple Crown. But to be quite frank with you, uh, as good as some of these horses are, I, I'm having a hard time to find the one to beat. Have you had a chance to look at the Arkansas Derby? Yeah, and I absolutely love overanalyze. I know he's four to one, and but um, you know he, he won the Remsen last year by a, by a nose and beat Normandy Invasion, who ran second uh, last week in the in the wood and looked and, good doing it. Yeah, yeah. He uh, you know his last race at Aqueduct in the Gotham, he ran against Vijack, who didn't. You know, I think he ran third in the wood, but. Um, um, Johnny Velasquez wrote him. Rafael Bejarano gets on him this time for uh, Todd Pletcher. Uh, he's been working well. I, I think this horse, um, he looks to be improving. He won three out of five last year. Um, like I said, he ran he ran an even race last time in the Gotham. Might have needed that race. And um, I, I look for him to do big things this, this week. Yeah, and he had never been on the, the inner aqueduct course before. <clears throat> and Vijack was undefeated on that. He was only beaten right. four and a half lengths. I think it's kind of interesting this time of year, too. Uh, I didn't realize until Mike had just told us that Velasquez has definitely said he's going to ride Barrazano. Joel Rosario is going to take over Orb. And uh, it will be interesting because I've never seen Rafael Bayerano ride for Todd Pledger before. I mean, it's kind of like uh, you know Christmas shopping for some of these jockeys because they're not all uh, laid in cement right now for who they're going to ride. Yeah, I mean, I, I, according to the racing forum, uh, only uh, in the last two years, only six mounts for Bayerano for Pledger. So you... You know he's kind of he's t- digging deep. The horse won three of six. I, I just 
you know, in in, in the Arkansas Derby, I I just like him a lot. I think uh, if he can, he, you know, needed that one last out, ran a nice even fifth, only got beat four lengths, and uh, I I look for big things from him on uh, Saturday. Well, I know you you cover racing primarily in the Midwest. I find it kind of interesting that uh, it's almost like we're having a duplicate story of last year with Super Mario on I'll Have Another and the fact that Baffert is sticking with Kevin Krieger, a guy that started out at Thistledown on right. Golden Sense, who I was pretty impressed with in the Santa Anita Derby last week. I was very impressed because I bet him in that race. <laughs> All right, at 6-1, like you go, John. 15-something, $16, and, uh, yeah, and had the trifecta even. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I thought he'd put somebody else on the horse besides – I mean, not, not that I'm saying that guy's a terrible rider, but, you know, I, the, when it comes time for the – for the big races, usually they shop around and, and get somebody a little more accomplished. Well, you know, it, again, it worked for him last year. From everything I'm reading, he's going to do every single thing the same that that he did with I'll Have Another as far as his training regimen. I mean, I, I can't blame Doug O'Neill. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and there's another horse in, in the uh, Arkansas Derby that I like that's uh, uh, a little bit of a price at 15 to 1. Our buddy Kenny McPeak's got Frack Daddy in there, and the horse last time in the Florida Derby didn't do much at all. I mean, uh, he went off a 12 to 1 and just he didn't run barely a step, but he's had a couple nice, really nice works. Um, you know, he ran a big race when he broke his maiden by almost 10 at uh, Churchill with a 91 buyer. You know, it, I don't, I've told you before that. You, you can look at the two-year-old races to the, compared to the three-year-old, and usually they can run ten points higher, you know, uh, fairly easily. He, he ran a 91 there. If he runs a 101 in the, in the Arkansas Derby, I think the only horse he'll have to deal with is overanalyzed. I really like that exact in there. Victor LeBron gets on um, for uh, Kenny McPeak. Yeah, and uh, in the Holy Bull, I remember shortly after Kenny, who's very social media savvy, uh, posted the uh, – the grab of the horse's quarter, and you could see that was that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty serious uh, grab coming out of the gate. Again, you leave your head scratching, but you know you just you can't throw one of Kenny's horses out. And I think you know uh, he, he doesn't doesn't run them so he can get his name in the paper. Right, right, yeah. I, and I, I, I just I, I really like the Arkansas Derby a lot better than the uh, than the Bluegrass. I I don't think a lot's going to come out of the Bluegrass. Um, and when I go for a, uh, a trifecta, I think Falling Sky looks like a pretty tough horse. Won the uh, one two of three last year, and then one of two this year. Um, ran third of Arizona, who you know, I, it really. I, I that's, like I said, I, I spent hours looking at every prep race, and I, the horse um, when he ran up at Aqueduct, I thought, man, this horse is sensational, and now he's going to be the favorite. Um, I, I like him a lot. He's undefeated. He hasn't done anything wrong. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I hate picking favorites, but you know, to me, that that's my Derby horse right now. Um, we'll have to see what happens in these next couple races and and go from there. But Falling Sky, I think uh, ten to one, and Frack Daddy at fifteen to one. Use those with overanalyze and Zacta and Trifectas, and I think maybe we can make some money this weekend. 
All right. Well, we're talking with John McDoolin, who made some money last weekend on the San Anita Derby when when he uh, nailed Golden Sense at a big price. And, uh, John, I thank you so much for being on the show. I'm pretty much running out of time here. I look forward to seeing you pretty soon at a racetrack here in the Midwest. Sounds great. All right. That was John McDoolin from the Daily Racing Forum. I want to thank Mike Battaglia for being with us and Darren Rogers. Remember, you can still actually get a ticket to the Kentucky Derby if you want. You can always walk up with, with general admission. So it's, it's been a, a, another great hour uh, spending it with you, listening to Winning Ponies. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, my name is John Engelhart. Remember, if you take a loved one with you to the racetrack, practice safe bets. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.